This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, today we're checking in with Tony Roach. Tony, it's great to have you back on the show. Thanks for taking the time today. Hey, thanks for having me, Cal. I, I love being on your show. Well, we love having you because you uh, you present an area that you know um, expanded Paul Bunyan Country a few years ago. We love talking about uh, Malax. It's especially you know this this year. I think we we got we have to expand the walleye uh, fishing a little bit, so we were able to keep one all season long. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Um, so I'm guessing that the uh, fish the the walleye numbers in the lake look pretty good right now. Yeah, things look good. You know, this winter we saw a lot of small fish, uh, good recruitment, and you know, that was the main concern, I guess, by the DNR was the recruitment. It wasn't that there was never any walleyes in the lake, because if anybody fished the lake in the last 10 years knows it's incredible fishing. It's just these big gaps in year classes, and uh, we're starting to see a lot of different year classes. You know, like I said, this winter we saw a lot of small fish, I mean, like age 0 to 1, 1 to 2, you know, so a lot of fish between 8 inches and 12 inches, which is great to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, this is a lake that obviously can crank out walleyes. We know that. Um, and it seems to have a ton of other fish. I know that, you know, there's muskies in there. There's big northerns in there. And, of course, there's a ton of bass in there. Yeah, it's a great multi-species lake. Any of our lakes in Minnesota, we're pretty blessed to have great fisheries where you can get big fish. And Mille Lacs is one of those destinations where it's, you know, obviously known for walleyes and now, of course, smallmouth bass. But excellent pike fishing um there's you know if you want to catch a 40 plus inch pike you know Malax is just one of those destinations where you can go get those big pike and they're hard to come by these days you know it seemed like when i was a kid northern pike uh you could go anywhere and catch decent northern pike now it's really hard to find those lakes you've got to seek out big bodies of water like a lake like Malax that has a vast basin with a great you know tulipy population where it can support big northern pike like that and Malax is one of those places yeah and, and you know you're right that that is such a rarity now i mean that uh, i think you know you can find some big ones up on red lake these days and i'm sure there's other lakes that have them but by and large you know they've they've gone very aggressive in trying to find a way to make bigger pike uh come back in minnesota but uh you know Malax already has them hiding deep down in the in the depths correct well, you've been out fishing, obviously, a lot. That's your that's your deal. That's your job. Um, how has fishing been overall this year? Oh, it's been really good. You know, like we were saying off air, it's just weird weather. You know, it seemed like June was more like July, and <laughs> July has been more like June. So, you know, water temps, you know, rose very, very quickly. Um, you know, we went from winter to summer, which we've been accustomed to the last few years, but Despite that, the, the fishing's been really good. I mean, I've fished on Mille Lacs. I've fished all around Brainerd and Aiken areas. Uh, we do a lot of trips, especially this time of year, with customers on, you know, whether it's Gull, Pelican, North Long, you know, all these smaller lakes, people that are vacationing around the area. And it seems like everywhere I've gone, the fishing's been really good. You know, the walleye fishing, despite the water temps shooting up and skyrocketing, uh, it's been good everywhere. I've had very few slow days, uh, which is great if you're a fishing guide and you're in the fishing business that you don't have those big lulls in summer because i think 
for the most part, a lot of people think of, you know, July into the first part of August can be the real doldrums. And that really hasn't been the case. It's It's been good fishing everywhere, whether it's, like I said, Mille Lacs around Brainerd Aiken. I've been on Leech quite a bit, Winnie uh, around Grand Rapids. Everywhere I've gone has been fun. As a matter of fact, me and my son just got back from Lake Sakakawea. We ran out there for a couple of days to fish with some buddies, and uh, that's an excellent fishery as well. And, you know, the water temps shot up there very quickly as well, so I was a little worried about the smelt going deep. That means the walleyes go deep. And when we get out there, we like to pitch plastic shallow because it's a really good lake for walleyes and smallmouth bass. And uh, we were able to find plenty of fish still shallow, so caught a lot of big walleyes, caught some fish for dinner, uh, had a great time. All right, so now you, uh, as you look at all the places you fished, has it been uh, similar bites in all the lakes, or have there been some differences? What are, we, what are you finding? Well, you know, um, it seemed like a lot of the lakes had uh, mayfly hatches right around the 4th of July, and so that changes things up a bit, um, you know, trying to seek out areas of either the lake or um, it, it just shifts fish, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, a lot of people think a mayfly hatch just shuts the bite down and it can slow the bite a little bit. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of times it just shifts the bite to a different area. So like, uh, yeah, some of those humps out in the main lake basin and stuff might be a little bit more challenging after the bug hatch to catch fish. But a lot of times I'll just seek out whether it's uh, some of the weed walleyes or some of the bays where, the fish are less impacted by the bug hatch. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, uh, I've been doing a lot of different techniques as you get into this time of year. You know, pulling spinners is always, a, a, you know, a, a really good technique. Obviously, with forward-facing sonar, pitching bobbers, pulling crankbaits, casting. I throw a lot of different plastics, jerkbaits. Um, you know, the small fisheries, you know, for, for listeners out there, you know, a lot of our smaller fisheries, they're stocked fisheries, right? So mm-hmm. those stock fish always relate to the weed line. So if you can find these really good, you know, um, standing stock cabbage or, you know, some of these big coontail beds that are starting to emerge, that's where you're going to find a lot of your fish, whether they're, you know, kind of on the edge or towards the bottom edge of those weeds, they're going to relate to those weeds. Whereas a natural fishery like Malax, um, you know, leech weenie, they'll be out on some of the mainline humps off the edge. So throwing jigging wraps, um, you know, plastics, that sort of thing, even pulling spinners is and trolling crankbaits is a great option. And some of the weed lakes, pulling spinners over the top of them, pitching bobbers and leeches, bobbers and crawlers, uh, even jerkbaits and plastics, you know, those are kind of the, the worlds that I live in, depending on where I'm fishing. What seems to be the best lake this year? Have you? Is there any one of them that stands out? Uh, you know, all of them are good. I mean, uh, you know, Mille Lacs was incredible for a while. It's, it's uh, you know, one of those lakes where you can go, you know, catch a bunch of smallmouth on topwater during a bug hatch mm. and then go out and smack the walleye. So I like different bites. You know, I like different techniques, like I said. Um, I've had some incredible plastics fishing this year on a few small lakes and, uh, same with can be said about throwing jerk baits for, for walleye. And then of course, you know, it, Winnebagosh has been on fire all year. Um, Leech Lake was really, really good for a while. So I just like different techniques and going and seeing different bodies of water. I get a lot of customers that, uh, whether they're going to these places, uh, for, for vacationing or 
certain bites or they want to learn certain techniques. I get a lot of people that want to learn electronics. And so, um, you know, it's fun to kind of be able to use different techniques and uh, capitalize on certain bites that happen all year. Like Malax Lake, I love top water for smallmouth. If, if someone said that, what's your favorite thing to do on Malax for bass fishing? It would be top water for smallmouth. Well, during those bug hatches, you know, I had a couple customers that were here from Colorado that were exclusively looking to fish walleyes. Well, we hit the hit the uh, the launch that morning, and there's bass hitting all over the surface. I'm like, you guys, we're gonna go catch a pile of walleyes, but at some point, I would like to take you in and show you guys these giant smallmouths on top water. And uh, lo and behold, that's what we did. We went in the afternoon, caught a just had a killer top water bite all afternoon, and kind of opened their eyes to how awesome that that particular bite was. So, you know, it wasn't that I was forcing on my customers, you know, but I gave them the option, and once they did it, they just loved it. So, Oh, yeah. And the beauty of a Minnesota Lake, like Mille Lacs, or like so many, as you mentioned, is you can do that. You can go catch some walleyes in the morning, and in the afternoon you can catch bass all day. Yeah, and, you know, uh, you know, I, I try not to, uh, you know, go into a day – and say, okay, this is how I'm going to fish today. I kind of have an idea or a game plan, but sometimes they get thrown out the window based on either the conditions or how the fish are feeding or how they're relating to the structure. So, you know, I had so many days this summer so far where it got really hot and had an excellent jig wrap bite, and then the very next day was backed up by a cold front, and they didn't want the jig wraps. They wanted bobbers or bait right in front of them, whether it was live bait rigging or throwing, throwing corks on fish. So, I, you know, even though you have a game plan going into a particular day, it doesn't necessarily always work out like that. you got to kind of let the fish tell you what they want. What's super cool about electronics nowadays is you can narrow that down pretty quickly. Let's say you go out into the lake and you say, oh, I'm going to pull red tails today or chubs, and you get out there and you can actually watch the fish not hit your chub. And you say, okay, well, I'm going to throw a jig wrap out there. And boom, you get a bite. And well, I guess it's a jig wrap bite. So, you know, I, I try not to, you know, kind of uh, predetermine how I'm going to fish that particular day. I sort of let the fish tell me what, what's happening. And, you know, certainly on small lakes, too, you could be targeting walleyes. Uh, they're going great in the morning, then they slow down, but then you run into, let's say, a bunch of smallmouth or largemouth bass. So, you know, I tell my customers, hey, let's shift gears, throw some plastics out here, and just whack the largemouth. I mean, I love doing that just as much as I, I like catching any other species. So uh, anything out there this year that has surprised you, good or bad? Um, not really. I mean, uh, I, I think just that rapid warm-up, you know, how quickly the water went. You know, it seemed like, you know, we had a great jig minnow bite going uh for opener and then boom it just rapidly shifted into summer patterns and those fish seemed to leave the shallows it's like they came in and spawn and then boom they were out the door and mm. a lot of these walleyes um you know shifted out to some of the the, the main lake basins and uh, uh, uh so some of the secondary humps and weed lines and that sort of thing so it, it seemed to happen very quickly you know a lot of times you have that jig and minnow bite, and then it's a jig plastics, or you have, you know, a, a lot of fish shallow, so you can use different techniques. It seemed like those fish went from, you know, being in there for a few days, and then boom, it warmed up, and we were instantly into summer patterns. So, uh, and they've seemed to stay in that kind of summer pattern area 
uh, or regions since, you know, early June. I think, uh, you know, we've obviously talked electronics in the past, and I think uh, last time out you were, you were talking about tungsten, and a lot of guys are talking about tungsten. Anything else uh, you're trying this year that you think is pretty cool? Uh, you know, just uh, targeting fish in general, like, um, I, I do it a little bit differently than I used to. I used to pull up to a spot, and you'd either scan with your 2D sonar or your 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 side imaging, and then you'd pull up and you'd decide, okay, these fish are really scattered down the break, so I'm going to pull spinners down the break. Or, uh, you know, the fish are loaded up on one particular point, so I'm going to spot lock and throw jigs up there and catch them that way, or jig wraps. Now I do less of that, and I do more of targeting individuals as I go. So if I see two fish over here, I'm targeting them. Uh, if I see one fish over here or a school of fish, I'm kind of tar- hunting down fish more than just fishing them, if that makes sense. And I'm doing that with all of these techniques, whether it's bobber fishing, plastics, jig wraps, uh, even chubs or drop shotting you know, with a leech or a crawler. But I'm targeting and kind of sharpshooting more fish than I am just, you know, throwing the boat sideways, putting the drift socks out, and running the trolling motor. Uh, it's like I hunt down fish, and whether it's walleyes or bass or panfish, I mean, that's how I fish now. So uh, I don't know if that's going to change in the future, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I definitely do less, of, or less, let's say, trolling or, um, um, you know, live bait rigging. Uh, you know, I just... I don't do a ton of that anymore um, because I am sharpshooting now. However, I still do some because, you know, like out in Sakakawea, the fish that were on the breaks, we threw some plastics. Well, the one day they just weren't, we were just crushing them the first day. The second day they didn't want it, so we were pulling spinners. But I was, you know, kind of shining on fish, seeing them, and then pulling the spinners through them. But I do very uh, little of that compared to what I used to even two years ago. Um, interesting. And, and what was there anything in particular that caused that shift, or is just uh, just growing and learning? Just technology, you know, yeah. just the way you're utilizing technology rather than you know side imaging and two D. Um, I'm still using that, but um, I'm using forward facing sonar more. Um, just kind of uh, the evolution of the electronics and how I'm fishing, you know. Before forward-facing sonar, I was still sharpshooting fish, but I was doing it with 2D sonar and side imaging. Now you can do it in live. You know, you're doing it in 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 real time, and uh, that that's just a whole different ball game. And what's interesting to me is the amount of fish that don't relate to structure on certain lakes, whether they're out in the basin but they're high in the water column. They could be over structure, but they're really high in the water column, or they're loosely relating to the to the structure, um, you know, whereas in the past I was always fixated on fishing fish over structure, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's amazing to me the amount of walleyes, largemouth bass, smallmouth bass that are kind of just roaming off of the structure, not even, you know, you know, when you think when the water gets warm, but just kind of coming and going from certain structures and you find them uh, kind of all over the map. And it's, interesting to me to be able to target those fish because in the past i would just pull up to a hump scan it if they weren't there i'd go to the next hump well now i'm kind of looking more with forward-facing sonar out in the basin or 
just off of the structure because it's amazing how much bait is out there and then the fish are just relating to that bait they're not relating to the structure so now i'm targeting fish that i never targeted in the past more great stuff from tony roach coming up next I'm Kevin Cochran, celebrating another year of patiently educating Kev Jackson on fishing all bunion country. Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Cast a line this summer and discover the first city on the Mississippi, Bemidji, with over 400 lakes and a 25-mile radius, creates a premier destination for all anglers. With an abundance of multi-species available, you'll catch more fish, bigger fish, and create better stories to last a lifetime. For more information, go to visitfemidji.com. This is Mandy Yerk, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Tony Roach of Roach's Guide Service, my guest today, talking Mille Lacs Lake fishing. I know you don't do this, but uh, what are you hearing from your... I'm sure you have a few friends who fish muskies. What are you hearing? Yeah, so, you know, same thing. They're, they're, you know, more sharpshooting fish (laughs) more than ever. You know, where they're, you know, uh, using techniques to, to, to just cast on particular fish rather than pulling up to a, a shoreline and, and beating the bank the entire time or trolling. They've completely shifted the way that they go about, you know, finding fish as well. And I see a lot of muskies as I'm forward facing, you know, especially on Malax or leech. You know, leech, you see a ton of muskies all over the place, whether they're really shallow or over deep humps. Um, you know, I, I just hope anglers use discretion and they're not, you know, targeting these fish in extremely deep water because that's detrimental to the population. Uh, just like I don't target walleyes that are, you know, over 30, 35 feet. I just don't do it. I, uh, I don't want to kill a bunch of fish just to, you know, get a picture. Um, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I quit fishing that extreme deep water a long time ago and I try to find fish that are up either on structure or up in the water column. You know, they might be over the basin, but they're up high in the water column. Okay. And so I just, you know, I worry about our fisheries in general with technology. And, you know, um, I think anglers would be doing every other angler and themselves an injustice by, you know, targeting fish extremely deep just because they can um, to kill that fish. I don't know. Um, I'm just not not for that. But I know that, you know, muskie anglers in general, a lot of them are very good stewards of their their fish population, and they do a lot of self-regulating. So, you know, hopefully that works itself out. Well, I think that's, uh, that's always the trick because, you know, technology never goes backwards, and once you have it, nobody gets rid of it, even though sometimes I feel like I should get rid of my phone. But it's not going to happen. Um, but you got to be wise, too. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we. I, I said in the beginning of the interview, I feel so blessed to live in Minnesota. We have such great resources in this entire state. Just the diversity of fisheries we have, the amount of species we have, the lakes we have, the river systems. Uh, we're really blessed. We, you know, I've gone all over the country fishing, and uh, you know, it, it's hard to beat Minnesota to just be able to run wherever we want and have all these resources in our backyard and uh you know i just hope moving forward that my kids have these same experiences that i had as a kid you know going up to lake winnipegosh or going over to uh 
you know, up to Lake of the Woods or, or Red Lake or Lake Superior. You know, we have these great bass fisheries that hold a, a bounty of different species. And I want, I, I try to take my kids and have them experience all the experiences I had in the state. And I, truthfully, I mean, when I was a kid, we fished all the time, but we rarely went to Canada. And it was because my dad loved fishing all over Minnesota. And he loved being able to, you know, drive to a lake and be home at night, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I hope my kids and, and my grandkids get to experience this great fishing that we still have today in Minnesota. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think that, Tony, I don't think you're unusual in that. I mean, I, I think we have a very, very by and large um, wise fishing population, uh, a, a group of people that really care about what we have. And most of them are, you know, practicing catch and release and being wise. And I, I hear more and more people, you know, talking about, nope, I'm not going after the 30-foot deep fish like you just talked about earlier. That's getting to be kind of a common refrain. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah, I am too. I, you know, I think uh, mo- most sportsmen in Minnesota are, are sportsmen. You know, they, they love the resources we have on the fishing side, on the hunting side. And uh, I think if you talk to most sportsmen, anglers, um, hunters in the state, they're pretty, pretty conservative and they're very much, uh, you know, into the land conserving, uh, deer populations, bird populations, fish populations. So I, I think, you know, we're in good hands moving forward. I really do. Most, most people that I take fishing, they're there for the fishing experience. They're not there for the absolute harvest. You know, certainly there's there's some people that want to take some fish home and have a fish fry. I love that. I grew up, we still do that with our kids. Mm-hmm. But most people, they just want to have a good experience and catch a lot of fish. And uh, um, I would say probably 85 to 90% of my customers, that's what they're after. They just want to have a good time, catch a bunch of fish, and, uh, you know, come back next year. All right. Well, Tony, do you have time for a quick Fast Five before we call it a day? I do. All right, here we go. Tony Roach, Fast Five. Three. Fast Five. Question number one. In your house, is it dogs or cats? It's both, but I'm a dog person. But we've got an outdoor cat that made its way into our house about 14 years ago, and it's it's never left. (laughs) Well, I think most outdoor people, given one or the other, they're going to be a dog person, right? Right on. Yep. Question number two. It's time for dessert. Are we having pie or cake? Ooh, that's tough. I would say I'm more of a pie guy. You know, I like pie, especially homemade pie. It's hard to beat. Any anyone that's your favorite? Oh man, my mom's uh, apple pie. You know, fresh baked apple pie. Uh, it's got to be at the top of my list. A little ice cream on there. That would be. Uh, my dessert, my dessert of choice for sure. Okay, oh yeah, that sounds sounds pretty good. Uh, question number three: When young Tony Roach came home from school and got to watch a TV show, what was the TV show he wanted to watch? <laughs> it was probably uh, tapes in Fisherman. You know, I used to have VHS <laughs> tapes. I would tape all the in Fisherman, Midwest Outdoors. Uh, I'd watch fishing. But most of the time after school, man, I was out fishing. I lived, uh, you know, I grew up on a lake river system, so I used to take my boat over. I could boat to school where I grew up on Moose Lake, and uh, um, 
I was out fishing. There was not TV time usually after school. If I didn't have baseball or football practice, I was fishing. You know, you're probably better off for that, actually. <laughs> All right, question number four. Uh, you've been told you have one more day on Earth. What is going to be your final meal? What is that uh, that favorite food? Oh, man. Uh, it'd have to be a fish fry, maybe with a side of venison, a couple of venison uh, tender backstraps or tenderloins. Uh, that, that would be just fine by me. All right. And finally, question number five. If he's in the movie, you're going to go see it. Who is your favorite actor? Oh, again, uh, you know, it's, it's been a while since <laughs> I went to the movies. Uh, but uh, I have no idea. Brad Pitt. There we go. No. All right. Oh, that one. There. there we go. All right. That is the past five. Hey, Tony, if people... Uh, Want to go fishing and want your uh, wisdom and guidance to, to help them out? How do they go out getting something set up? You can go to roachesguideservice.com, uh, click on contact, get a hold of me. I'm also on Facebook, uh, Tony Roach, Roach, Roach's Guide Service, and Tony Roach Outdoors. All right, Tony Roach, great to have you on the show. Thank you for taking the time today. We really appreciate it. Kevin, always enjoy talking to you, buddy. Good luck fishing. Fish out!